Hello and welcome to the very first episode of 2023. It's Movie Bollocks. So, this is obviously a review of last year. It has to be. It's podcast law. It's broadcasting law. Every TV programme, every podcast, all does a review of the year. Mine is no different. I am now going to go through... I haven't actually counted the amount of films it is. It's not a top ten. It's a top whatever it is. I'm going to count them in a second, I promise you. In fact, check this out. It's my top 13 of the year, it turns out. So there you go. Um, I, I mean, I, I suppose I could have narrowed it down to 10, couldn't I, if, if I could have been asked? But, um, you know, you know me by now, if you've been listening regularly. Um, I'm going to go with top 13. And another reason is because no one else is, are they? <laughs> anyway, these are my top favourite films of 2022, although at the end there are two films from 2021, and I will flag that up but they're the last two, so there you go. First up, one of my favourite films of last year, uh, and probably in my top two, if I'm honest, Elvis. Um, to quote the philosopher Chuck D, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. And I'm exactly on board with that statement, absolutely, totally. Not a cultural touchpoint or a musical influence of any kind whatsoever for me. But... At the end of this film, I cried and I miss Elvis. Uh, it's that good. I mean, absolutely just brilliant. If you can't get past the fact that it's Elvis, just imagine it's A Star Is Born 2 and it's a fictional tale because it could well be, but absolutely loved it. Fantastic film. Austin Butler in the lead role. He is my bet for uh, Best Male Actor. I, it's, I just can't see it. If Remy Malik can win for playing Freddie Mercury, then Austin Butler's going to win it for playing possibly the most iconic, famous American in history. And Tom Hanks does a brilliant role as, um, as his evil Svengali manager. Uh, next up, it's the... So anyway, yeah, to conclude, Elvis. Loved it. What a movie. Really enjoyed it. So next up is, um, couldn't be more opposite really, um, I mean Elvis is a, a nearly nearly three hours long, um, you know, multi-million dollar Hollywood movie, and next up is The Outfit. Now this takes place in a uh, tailor's, the whole movie takes place in one place, um, and it really does have the feel of a play about it. Um, quite apt that the lead actor is Mark Rylance, who is um, probably better known for his work um, on stage than he is on screen. Um, he's fantastic in this. Um, he is ably assisted uh, by Zoe Dutch, who is also brilliant in it. Uh, and if you're thinking, oh, not my bag, really, those films where there's like it all takes place in one place and there's... Um, seriously, watch it because it is just, it's captivating. It really is. Um, really enjoyable, beautifully done. Uh, the outfit, one hour, 40 minutes. And it's just, yeah. Um, haven't really said what it's about, have I? Um, captivating, mystery. There's a spy element. There's a mafia element. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, there's an underlying current that um, something's really wrong and um, it doesn't take long before you find out what. So there you go. If that's not a good teaser, I don't know what is. Um, 
Next up, my first, um, I suppose it's a horror film. Um, uh, it's called The Black Phone. Most people know it as Black Phone, but it's actually The Black Phone. And I absolutely adored this film. I really, really did. Um, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a black phone. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving a few words out there because I think there's a bit too much in it. Um, this movie really takes you back to Spielberg and his prime. It's set in the 80s and it has that Spielbergian 80s look to it, which I just absolutely loved. Um, everybody is brilliant in it. It's a bunch of kids, mainly the, um, the cast, and they are all fantastic. Ethan Hawke is excellent, um, uh, as is Madeleine McGraw. Um, and Mason Mason Thames or, or, or Thames, you never know. Um, but um, yeah, just fantastic. Uh, you got the you got the log line. Not going to tell you any more about it. Um, just watch it, and if you don't enjoy it, then you're wrong. Just remember that. Next up, couldn't be more different. I seem to be doing couldn't be more at the moment a lot, but let's let's try and avoid that again, Howard. Um, men. Yes, a movie called Men, starring not many men, but some men. Um, Rory Kinnear, mainly, and Jessie Buckley as the lead. She's fantastic in this. It's written and directed by Alex, Alex Garland. So those of you who are familiar with his work, um, Annihilation, that was one of his. That's a Netflix movie, which is, which is great. Loved that. Um, this has a, uh, a a weird, twisted element to it. Again, in and out, one hour, 35 minutes. Loved it. Um, a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. And what takes place is really creepy, unnerving, and ultimately disturbing. It is a 90-minute watch that... It really does take you to places that probably no other film you've watched has done. It's that different. It's that um, adventurous. It's that, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it really does make an impression. Um, I recommended this to a friend of mine, and I said, if you want to really freak your girlfriend out, watch this, okay? Because you won't have seen a movie like it. And I got a message from him afterwards um, saying we're both sat here going they don't know whether to thank me for telling him to watch it or they should be angry with me for telling them to watch it. So make of that what you will. Speaking of which, I told that same friend to watch this movie and when I spoke to him about a day and a half later I said, oh, by the way, uh, have you watched Bull yet? And he said, I've watched it twice, mate. <laughs> so this is my movie of 2022. It's called Bull, um, all in capitals. Bull returns home after a 10-year absence to seek revenge on those who double-crossed him all those years ago. Written and directed by Paul Andrew Williams, who I would love to get on the podcast because I'd love to pick your brains on this movie. Um, just, yeah, fantastic. Um... A Tale of Revenge, which I warn you now, is incredibly violent. And I don't mean... And, you know, if you like violence, you know, as in, like, action movie violence, 
I'm not talking about that kind of violence. I'm talking about visceral, it looks like it fucking hurts violence. I'm talk wince inducing. I'm talking occasionally, possibly even shutting one's eyes. It is a brutal, violent journey that is ultimate, ultimately very rewarding. But it is not an easy watch. Um, I bought the special edition Blu-ray. I'm going to be watching all of the extras very soon. Probably bore you with those on the next episode of Movie Bollocks. But Bull is my movie of um, 2022. And um, got to put out really a um, a big shout out to everybody who's in it. Um, the Every actor in it is fantastic. But lead lead guy bull neil maskell who um he's the kind of actor where if you saw his face you go oh yeah i've no i know him i've seen him and stuff fantastic performance um um all all the way through to a very surprising and convincing and great performance by former eastenders actress tamsin althwaite yeah um everybody's great in it bull my favorite movie of 2022 so, 13 Lives is next. Now, um, a friend of mine, I've been saying, it's supposed to be really good. You know, watch it. It's like, oh, I know the story. It's not that long ago. You know, the the rescue mission is assembled in Thailand where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. Oh, yeah, well, I watched the movie and absolutely loved it. And like most of these movies, yeah, you remember the news story, but you didn't get the whole story. So now in the movie, you get the whole story. Um, Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, um, uh, Paul Gleason, Tom Bay, everybody deserves huge credit. Uh, Ron Howard does a fantastic job um, uh, uh, with his direction and writing of the movie. It's brilliantly made. It's a fascinating watch. It's made all the more, all the more engaging by the fact that, you know, this actually happened. And it's the kind of movie that if you watched it and you didn't know it was a true story, you'd be like, mm, do you know what? That's pushing it. I'm not really going with that twist. <laughs> well, yeah, it happened. So if you think you know the story, you don't. Watch the movie. It's it's really It really is worth two and a half hours of your time. Um, next up, See How They Run. Absolutely loved it. Um, now this is a movie that's like a play, but no, it's not like a play. It's like it's almost like a farce, but it's not a farce because I fucking hate farces, and I like this. So there you go. That's the definition of what a farce is now, whether I like it or not. Um, see how they run. Brilliantly, brilliantly made. Um, got such a great app, uh, a great vibe about it. In the West End of the 1950s London, plans for a movie version of, sma of smash hit play The Mousetrap come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. And thus begins the, um, the plot of the play becomes the plot of the movie. Um, excuse me. Uh, you might have been able to hear I was just Get this little bit of dry mouth there. So anyway, much better now. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. There's it's lots of you really do feel like you're you're in on this um, on the plot on the on the um, 
you feel like you're an extra character in the movie that it, you're part of it and the you know these things are happening happening to you um it's got a fantastic color uh, cast and everybody in it is just brilliant but especially Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan who are the two police officers who are trying to figure out what's going on um they are superb especially Saoirse Ronan I've never seen her in a role like this and she's absolutely brilliant clearly got comedy chops comedy is not something every actor can do as I'm sure you've all noticed you know um but anyway it's brilliant it's proper old school you know um set in the um set in the when is it yeah set in the 50s and it's a good old-fashioned whodunit but all along the way you you know that you're getting thrown red herrings but sometimes you're throwing stuff and you're like no well, no actually i think and it, it, you really are playing along with it all the way um so yeah see how they run just really enjoyed it good enjoyable fun 90 minutes um next up I'm going to go with it again. I, I, I warned myself, but I'm going to do it again. This next one couldn't be more different. This is The Batman. If you have had enough of The Batman and you've seen enough Batman and, you know, you, 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 you've heard enough of um, Christian Bale going, yeah, but I don't wear hockey pads. If you've had enough of all that, well, this movie is for you because The Batman was a big surprise for me. I watched it kind of totally out of curiosity, not really expecting much more, you know, intrigued to what Patterson, Rob Patterson was going to do with the character. Um, turns out, brilliant, loved it. Zoe Kravitz, you know, she's wonderful in it as well. Um, great direction, great look, loved it. Loved the washed out, miserable fucking... Gotham looks like a shit place to live, you know. Sometimes you see you see Batman, Batman uh, movies, and you think, oh, you know, God, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be good to live in Gotham City if you're a child like me? Um, in this, but in this one, yeah, it's definitely like fuck me, you know. I thought London was grim in the in the winter. This fucking takes it, um, and um, it's excellent. It's 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 brutal. It's violent. It's um, really well played. And um, I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and also, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Fucking hell. Just a brilliant take on it. Got to be honest, I really like Andy Serkis. I'm a circus, you know, not circus as in circus. It's S-E-R-K-I-S. Uh, not sure the origin of that, although I'm sure somebody will let me know. Or alternatively, I can um, just pause it and find out what the origin of his name is. And the origin is Iranian. Now, this is a proper tangent, tangent fans, so strap yourselves in. Um, yes, he was born in Ricelip Manor in Middlesex. Right, Ricelip Manor is not far from my manor. Right? I know my Ricelip Manor very well. It's about 10 minutes away. So uh, that was surprising. And um, he, was, uh, he grew up in Ricelip and Baghdad. Well, yeah, wouldn't you? Um, his mother... Um, uh, Lily Weech is half Iraqian and half English um, and his father Clement Serkis was an um, Iraqi Armenian gynecologist his parents are Catholic you could not make this up could you you couldn't make it up but possibly possibly the most amazing thing is about to come 
Circus is the eighth highest grossing actor of all time. Yeah, eighth highest grossing actor of all time. That's what I thought. Really? But yeah, you look at the stuff he's been in and well, yeah, right. Okay. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that tangent, fans. Um, After all that, I was actually going to say not sure about his... (laughs) I was I was going there. I was going to the. I'm not sure about his his portrayal of Alfred, but now do you know what? It's absolutely fine. He's the eighth great, highest grossing actor of all time. What the fuck am I talking about? So anyway, yeah. I, th- th- look, this is purely my opinion because surely, you know, if you wanted to see this movie by now, you've seen it or it's on your list to see. Anything I say is not going to convince you, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Really different take. Loved the Batmobile. Fuck me, loved it. Um, next up, an odd one. Um, this is Jewel, D-U-A-L, Jewel. A woman opts for a cloning procedure after she receives a terminal diagnosis, but when she recovers, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail, leading to a court-mandated duel to the death. Written and directed by Riley Stearns, that always appeals to me because it means that this is a pure, you know, vision from a person, um, which means, you know, the more people involved, the more likely things are to get um, diluted and and fucked up, basically. <laughs> uh, Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul lead the way in this, and they're brilliant together. Um, they they form a chemistry in the movie that I really didn't see coming, and it's and it's odd because the 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 atmosphere of this movie is odd. Just in general, it's odd. I can't explain it. You'll understand when you watch it the whole time you're watching it it's i i don't know it's almost like there's it's almost like there's there should be subtitles but there isn't do you know what i mean there's it's there's something about it that that isn't there that should be but you don't know what it is and i just felt a bit off kilter all the way through it and but it really stayed with me it's excellent and um it's a really simple idea um as it sounds i mean yeah i'm not saying it's a not a bizarre idea it is a bizarre idea but yeah it's a simple idea but the way they go with it the way it's built it's 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 believable and weird and funny and strange and i found it really i'm going to use that word again engrossing really enjoyed it that was dual next up i'm going to go with it again couldn't be more different it's dog that's right dog now I've been told before that people who like dogs must be warned whether or not the dog dies in the movie. If you'd like to know whether the dog dies in the movie, I'm going to say it in five, four, three, two, one. No. And we're back. So, anyway, two former army rangers are paired against their will on a road trip of a lifetime. Briggs, Chan Tatu, Tatum and Lulu a Belgian Malinois uh, raced down the Pacific coast to get to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. And it's uh, just really enjoyable. I've recommended this to a few people and and the reaction has been, oh, I watched that movie, dog. Yeah, 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 really enjoyed that. And that's the reaction. And that was my reaction. I really enjoyed it. I mean, did I enjoy it enough to have it in my, my top 13? Well, apparently, yes. You know, would it have made a top ten? Probably not, this one. But if you're in the mood for something simple, redeeming, funny, moving, then, yeah, 
and there was one particular brilliant scene in the min- it, it, where um, uh, Channing Tatum books in books him and the dog into a hotel, a very very posh hotel, and that's just a brilliant set piece. Really enjoyed it. Next up, is it one of my movies of the year? Definitely. This one is Prey. Mm. Excuse me. Now, Prey is the latest in the Predator um, franchise. Naru, a skilled warrior of the Comanche Nation, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. And that tells you everything you need to know right there. Um, Dan Trachenberg directs. He also came up with the story, um, which is very cool. And um, shout out to uh, Amber Midthunder who is amazing in this, Dakota Beavers and Dane DeLegrero. Superb performances. Um, I'm going to go so far as to say, I think this is probably the best Predator movie since the original. Um, it's so different. It's a completely different take on Prey. But the weird thing is, it's taking place in the jungle again. So sorry, completely different take on um, Predator, but it but it's also back in the jungle where Predator's set. So it's it's very very well done. Really like the take on it. Um, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, you know, it's a bit like Batman. If you've if you've if you haven't seen it, it's on your list. And if you haven't seen it and it's not on your list, you're not interested. So hey, there you go. Right, next two movies. That was the last of 2022. So I suppose it was a top 11 of 2022, wasn't it? Oh, I wish I tried harder to make it a top 10. Okay, top 10. Dog's not in it. There you go. That's the top 10. Boom. It's fucking easy, this podcast, Lark. <laughs> but Lark, I tell you. Um, from 2021, a movie called My Son. Um, it really stuck with me, this one. Stars James McAvoy and um, Claire Foy, both brilliant in it. Um, Parents, uh, their son goes missing. Driving the heart of the Highlands, Edmund Murray receives a call from his ex-wife in tears. Their seven-year-old son went missing from a campsite. Soon it becomes clear the child was kidnapped and the parents give way to despair. It's it's really, speaking to somebody who's not a parent, I can't imagine how I would have felt watching this if I was. Um, It is just, yeah, Son kidnapped, got to find him. It's set in the Scottish locks. It's really, um, it's really, it's got an atmosphere about it. It's it's thrilling. It's terrifying. It's it's a real, yeah, it's a real journey. You know, it's not one of those movies where you go, like, oh, I really enjoyed that. It's no, you know, it's not like Dog, which of course is not in my, not in my top ten, um, but it is in my top eleven. I told you this was easy. Um, it's but it, it's it's a movie at the end of it where you go like oh dear you know wow that was good yeah you know yeah I enjoyed that I think <laughs> but it is it's very good um, and finally finally from 2021 a movie called Here Before now this stars um, Andrea Riseborough um, as the lead character which is. Um, yeah, it's quite strange because she's better known as a, a director and I love her stuff as well. Um, director, uh, written and directed by Stacey Gregg. Um, when a new family moves in next door to Laura and her family, their young daughter, Megan, quickly captivates her, stirring up painful memories of her own daughter, Josie, who died several years previously. And it is really disconcerting 
this movie is only an hour and 23 minutes you know allow five minutes for credits we're talking to coming in there under 120 um it's really cool um it's a mystery that you can't quite figure out and but it builds really beautifully and it also delivers it delivers with its ending with it, with its explanation of itself and the whole journey is just yeah it's really cool it's you know it's kind of set in any old street in any old town in england um and yeah things just seem to kind of start going wrong fairly early and not so much even wrong more just kind of what's going on anyway that's it here before really enjoyed it um and you guys have been here before hopefully if you haven't well check out all the other podcasts i do in this feed been an absolute pleasure please sign up to uh patreon of the podcast that's howard that's patreon.com forward slash howard h smith there'll be a link in the title to this podcast um and support me any way you can i really appreciate it happy new year everybody 2023 is gonna be a good one and that was where the podcast was supposed to end. Well, it's not really, no, because guess what? Yeah, um, I looked at my document and um, I completely forgot to do the best documentaries and the best TV shows of 2022. So, uh, yeah, this podcasting lark, not nearly as easy as I may have led you to believe or demonstrated, in fact. So anyway, let's not dither. Let's crack on. Um my favourite documentaries of last year, there were two of them. Um, and I, I think I've put these on episodes fairly recently. First one is Good Night Oppie. The film follows Opportunity, the Mars exploration rover affectionately dubbed Oppie by her creators and scientists at NASA. Oppie was originally expected to live for only 90 days, but ultimately explored Mars for nearly 15 years. And believe you and me, I cried. Yeah, that's right. A bunch of tin and circuits on a planet far, far away. And I cried. I'm uh, honestly, it, it's a genuinely moving documentary because you see all of these people, you know, kind of, it's their lives. They, they look after this thing from miles and miles away. It's, it's incredible. It really is. Um, and a 90-minute documentary that documents the 15-year life cycle of that um, uh, opportunity, the Mars rover. I know it, it sounds mental that it would even be like more than scientifically interesting. It is it really is a human story as much as it is a one of triumph of technology. So there you go. Next up, the Pez Outlaw. I know I reviewed this recently. Can't speak highly enough about this. Um, Steve Glue spent the 1990s smuggling rare Pez dispensers into the USA from Eastern Europe, making millions of dollars. It was all magical until his arch nemesis, the Pesident, decided to destroy him. Well, um, you've got the, the, the true story of Steve Glue, who is one of the most captivating, wonderful, brilliant people you're ever likely to see in anything. This movie is not just a documentary about his wacky life. It's about possibly the most amazing um, relationship between a man and a woman that you'll ever see on film because he and his wife are just 
talk about two people who are just meant to be together what they go through together what they support each other through and just their love for each other is amazing um it and and that's that's really is that's just one strand of what is at times a hilarious hilarious documentary it really is honestly just from the very opening scene if you are not in on this doc within the first five minutes then yeah you can leave because you will be and um and the recreations of some of the things he did as well are beautifully acted out and and they squeeze every last laugh out of the whole lot so yeah totally recommend the pez outlaw that's right i recommend it didn't you say i liked it okay best tv of 2022 um remember when you thought this podcast was over yeah well so did i mm. so the tourist um this came out in january 2022 and quite a lot of us have forgotten about it if you remember yeah it stars jamie dornan and it's when a man wakes up in the australian outback with no memory he must use the few clues he has to discover his identity before his past catches up with him loved it absolutely loved it it seems like so long ago that i watched it because it is it's about a year um january 2022 so um but it, it's yeah it's a it's a brilliant mystery um there's uh it, jamie dornan plays opposite a fantastic um australian actress um danielle mcdonald who is wonderful in it shallon broom uh bloom fantame is also wonderful in it um if you don't remember it from last year definitely check it out the tourist uh yeah um bizarre man wakes up with no memories mystery but really really well done uh next up it's it's really it's to mourn the passing the final season um of ozark which was just a fantastic tv series you've heard of it and you've probably tried to, it look if you tried and you didn't you didn't vibe with it try again seriously try again because you know you're missing out you you know it has to be good because that many people have told you that it is good well i'm afraid i'm also one of them so ozark what can i say brilliant um and now something it couldn't be it couldn't be more different yes i'm back again um well i say it couldn't be more different it is different sort of i mean it's still violent but yeah it, this is the based on the true life tales of how the sas became into being this is sas rogue heroes a brilliant tv series from the bbc and you won't hear me say that very often probably once a decade so uh, from Stephen Knight, who gave us Peaky Blinders, SAS Rogue Heroes charts the creation of the famed Special Forces unit based on the book by Ben McIntyre. It is superb. Jack, Jack O'Connell is brilliant. Connor Swindles is brilliant. Alfie Allen's Everybody in it is bloody brilliant. All right. Um, it, it's just fantastic. Loved it. Nobody in it gives a fuck. They're, it's action packed. You've got Motorhead and Sabbath on the soundtrack, bit of Judas Priest. I mean, what more do you want? Just get on and watch it. I'm not even going to tell you any more about it. Just get on with it. Um, next up, Devil's Hour. Um, or is it Donnie Darko's Hour? Mmm. Oh, spoiler. Not really, no. But this is a TV series that is in no rush to tell you what the fuck is going on. <laughs> the Devil's Hour is confusing 
to say the least. Jessica Rain, Peter Capaldi, Nick Ash Patel, all brilliant in it. Um, it's six episodes. They're all about an hour long. And a woman w- who wakes up every night at exactly 3.33, could that be devil's hour? In the middle of the so-called devil's hour between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Well, it's it's not the so-called devil's hour, is it? The reason why it's the devil's hour, it's 3.33 a.m. It's half of 666, duh. The devil's hour, it's, it, 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 the so-called devil's hour between 3 and 4 a.m. That doesn't work for me at all, yeah? I mean, if you're the devil, what's wrong with 5 a.m.? What's wrong with 2.30? Nah, that's bollocks. It's just 3.33 is half of, you know, 6.66. Well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the tangent. Great TV series, head-scratching. Some of you might find it annoying. Some of you will find it absolutely captivating. Um, Next up, whoa, hey, Tits and Dragons Part 2. It's House of the Tits. Sorry, of the Dragon. Um, House of the Dragon... Bloody loved it. Come on, Game of Thrones is back. Ten episodes, smashed it. Lots of uh, lots of fights, lots of people just being horrible. My only complaint, I think, would be, I can't remember whether it was episode three or four, where it starts and you're like, well, who's that? What the fuck's going on? And it's 15 years have passed since the previous episode. And so I was like, hang on a second. That's a bit fucking... And I've got to be honest... That did have me shouting at the telly for a good few minutes. I mean, obviously, I forgave it. But, um, yeah, it, really, really fantastic. Uh, and some and some great casting. Matt Smith, Risa Funds. I wasn't sure about Matt Smith at first. I wasn't sure at all. But, yeah, no, totally won me over. Paddy Considine, possibly the most likeable character in the history of Game of Thrones. Um you know, it's amazing. This character, not a wanker in some capacity, just you know, just a uh, yeah, lovely, absolutely lovely. And Millie Olcock in the first few episodes um, as the young princess Rhaenar Targaryen is ah, oh, just fantastic. So anyway, yeah, you know, you're gonna watch it or you're not, aren't you? Finally, good old mate Guillermo del Toro and Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Bizarre nightmares unfold in eight tales of terror in a visually stunning, spine-tingling horror collection curated by Guillermo del Toro. As it sounds, um, it's really cool. He comes out and plays with the Cabinet. I mean, mean, he's basically doing a complete homage to um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Um, This TV series would win, if there was such a prize, best uh, credits... Um, of any TV series watched at the opening credits to this ep- to every episode and they're the same credits they're not different any but they're just so captivating I loved it captivating used that word a lot haven't I um, absolutely loved it I really want one one of them uh, cabinets of curiosities please so I know I've said this before but this really is the end of the podcast it is honestly so um if you could sign up at Patreon, that'd help. And maybe I could get some um, help with my incompetence. This podcasting lark, eh? Oh, it's dead easy. 